Hello family, how are you? I am so excited and I'm so glad you guys are listening to this podcast. Today we have a special guest and here it is, my sister Daniela Pulgarin. Um, you know, what a privilege it is to have her uh, come and thank you for being part of the podcast. Thank you for accepting the invitation and yeah. uh, I'm excited. Are you my, excited? My pleasure. I'm, I'm always excited when it comes to working with you. There's always lots of creativity and and i'm excited to see what what god's gonna do today great man um, if you guys are uh, listening to this just stay tuned um we are really gonna have a wonderful conversation today and um i know there's a lot of people that know you and then there's a lot of people that don't know you so i wanted to start off this conversation by saying um how what do you do right now what what do you do for a living well, right now, what I do is um, I work in finance and I also work mm -hmm. in marketing. So I am an analyst in both the financial and marketing aspect of a company. Oh, nice. All right. Can you translate that? <laughs> in other words, I analyze reports. I create financial reports, projections, financial nice. projections. And I also use my other side of the brain and the company realized that. So I also do marketing and analysis which is like social media marketing video editing you name it nice did you ever did, did you always knew that you were going to do be doing this at this age well at my current age well i won't tell you my age that's for sure but <laughs> <laughs> no there's nothing wrong you know I'm, you're younger than I'm, me i'm younger than you let's just keep it that way some even though some people think i'm older than you which is really kind of funny. oh yeah i've gotten asked that you have the the more serious look and stuff like that i'm, I'm more i'm more you know <laughs> more like artistic kind of a little crazy that's awesome that's perfect but did i know i i kind of did but i think throughout the years and through the opportunities and you know through trying new things out I've come to realize what I'm good at, what I don't want to do, and I think I'm always pushing to grow. And I always tell people, don't take for granted the work you're doing now mm -hmm. because if you have the right mindset, everything, I mean every single thing that you do right now, yeah. whether it's you know cleaning, whether it's um, answering phone calls, mm -hmm. whatever you're doing, it's preparing you for the future. So have the right attitude now. And mm -hmm. when you're where you want to be, you're just going to you're going to excel. Yeah, uh, for sure. And and I think you've always been that way. You've always been like, uh, you know, uh, taking advanced courses, advanced classes. You study, <laughs> you disciplined, uh, you enjoy school. Not, not that that's your favorite thing, you know, but you you would always be determined and stuff like that. That's awesome. That's great. Um, and I always saw you as, you know, one day you're going to be doing something crazy, something great. I mean, and and you're just starting basically, so there's a long way to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty young, like I said again. I feel like I have 20 years of experience, and I'm you know, <laughs> I'm so young, and it. I always tell people I'm I'm 27, but I feel like I'm 38 or something like that. I think we because of all the stuff we've gone through. We we we, I mean, we have a testimony, individual testimonies, but mm -hmm. I guess we had to grow up so fast. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't because of a bad upbringing. It was just, uh, I don't know, going through the recession, uh, going through, uh, we were in public schools, um, ministry, 
Ministry, you know. Yeah. So I guess a lot of stuff, a lot of there are a lot of factors, but it, it was good. It was it was uh, and and it's and it's great that we we got to grow up like that. You know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for anything. I think it really helped us, and I and I always remember what really um. What really makes me the way I am today is not really because I want to be successful. Mm -hmm. It's not the worldly mindset of let let me get rich and let me be successful for mm -hmm. myself. What makes me the way I am today mm -hmm. is my passion for Jesus. That's cool. If, if, if I'm real with you, I've asked God to take me to corporate, to travel. And I did that like at 21, 22. Yeah, I remember. I remember. <laughs> and... Now I'm getting my age now. <laughs> and I remember that I was like, man, this is awesome. This is great. I'm in Canada. I'm in Montreal. I'm in a business conference. I'm traveling. That, yeah. And you know what? Even there, I prayed and I said, God, let your kingdom come. Yeah. Manifest yourself. Because I've realized that God gave me a taste of the business world. Yeah. I love it. But there's nothing like honoring him and doing his will. Yeah. And just always being in his purpose and, and, and his will. Uh, and I think that's one of the great things in my, in our lives. Like I remember growing up, um, you know, one of the one of the main things that really highlighted in our lives were that we weren't like like almost everybody in school or everybody yeah. around us. We were we were children. I mean, we would go out and play. We would do different things. Right, but bikes. yeah, but when it came to our relationship with God, it was just something different. It was like by the time we were in like finishing middle school. Um, transitioning into high school we were already like yeah you know having these encounters with god um you know having our establishing our relationship with god in a different way a different level to the point where basically we understood our calling and our purpose from that age where you know normal kids at that age are just thinking about other things but we we our mindset was always put in the same thing and like so many years later we're still here we're still doing all these things it's funny yeah um the other question i wanted to ask you is obviously besides work and all this stuff that you've done i'll ask you some other questions later on but besides all this stuff what what do you do when it comes to or what are you doing right now when it comes to ministry or for the kingdom of god so right now um I am currently you know serving and training in the Broward King Jesus Ministry branch And I've been there for almost four years. Nice. It was definitely, you know, the Lord that brought me there. And all I can say is that I've been learning a lot about, you know, ministry, um, administration, training, uh, the, the prophetic, like, you know, worship. I think I've been able to develop a lot in terms of, you know, what it is to, to worship with a band, a full band. Um, but I've, I've learned so much. I, I feel like I've been there four years and it feels like I've been there longer for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because remember, we really have been there. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We I got mean, we, we in, used to visit. In 08, what was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. We used to visit. No, from the, from Broward, it was like back in 2010, 11. And then the, 2010, the, 11. We started listening to Pastor Frank's preachings in 2007, 2006. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2000, uh, Pastor Frank, we started listening to him in 2007, around there. And that really changed our lives. I mean, and, I mean, and, I could and, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of it course. Was very of course. Yeah, definitely. Very impactful. And, and uh, the passion, the hunger. Again, like. Um, you know, God used so many people. Yeah, amen. And but at the end of the day, it's like um, as long as you know your identity, your purpose, where you're going, that's all that really matters. You know, it's it's um, it's amazing what what God is doing, what God has done, and um, and yeah, you you play. You were we were just now here also preparing some uh, melodies and recording. You play piano, you sing, um, 
you you like composing songs. Uh, you love what what you you love dogs. I love dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you you love music and all that stuff. I remember growing up um, before the era of streaming and all this stuff. Um, I used to just like download the sickest worship songs, like the spontaneous you know, songs. I don't think you know this, but mm-hmm. I I supposedly I do know how to play drums. I've really? been getting really, I've been getting better, and I, I think it's because of I watched you and I watched drummers, and yeah. I'm not gonna become a drummer now, but yeah, I, but you could play, you keep a rhythm. I could keep a rhythm. Nice. Yeah. No, that's nice. It's in the blood. It runs in the family. I'm a drummer, so um, it's it's you've always heard me. You've, I've we've always played. heard you. We've always had the instruments at home. When it when it comes to when it comes to uh, ministry and everything that you've been doing lately, uh, how how were you able to persevere? Like, what are a lot, of, a lot of people, a lot of young people watch or a lot of young people are listening and they say, you know what, like maybe I don't feel that way. That's not for me. That's not my calling. Um, I haven't felt, I haven't had the same encounters. I haven't had the same experience. Uh, what would you tell somebody that, um, a young person that would say, um, how do you maintain or persevere for so long without getting discouraged, without giving up and without, you know, just throwing the towel and saying, I don't want to keep going. Well, that's a tough question, and it's actually a really good one because it's something that I think everyone, even pastors, apostles, prophets, no matter what title you have, you've you've gone through this. You know, even men in the in the Bible have gone through this, and I think the key to um, perseverance is just having that identity in Christ. So, I've gone through discouragement. You know, I think we can both say that we've gone through that. I mean, every Christian must have gone through mm-hmm. discouragement. You know. There's been times where I definitely wanted to throw in the towel. Growing up in ministry, you know, it, it wasn't easy, but it was a blessing. But it was also very difficult as a as a preacher's kid. Um, but I think what's really kept me is knowing that my whole life, my whole life depends on Jesus. You see, people could offend me. You know, family could let you down. Friends could mm-hmm. let you down. Even, you know... The person you look up to, it mm-hmm. could be a mentor, a leader. Yeah. I have learned what the Bible says, and this is actually one of my favorite Bible vo- verses where it says, mm-hmm. above all else, guard your heart, yeah. for out of it springs forth life. Mm-hmm. So what happens is that when you don't guard your heart, you know, you, you, you're you just wasting your life. And that's why people give up, because mm-hmm. they don't guard their heart. So what does that mean? I've guarded my heart from... Um, disappointments you know I've guarded my heart from situations yeah. I've guarded my heart from um, from even turning back you know turning back before my encounter with Jesus mm-hmm. and I think guarding your heart and setting your eyes a hundred percent on the Lord is so important because nobody's perfect exactly and and, I've, and I think many times people make it super spiritual and super religious like oh yeah you know you're a, you're a pastor's kid so it was easy for you. Oh yeah, you know you grew up being Christian, so it's easy for you. I love it when they say. Oh that. yeah, um, you know <laughs> you just had a, a good family, so it was easy for you. Man, you have no idea what you you're guys saying. have no idea. You guys have no idea. You have zero clue. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny because you got to be careful when you say stuff like that because you don't know what people go through. You yeah. know when you can't compare your life with other people because we all go through different circumstances. We've all been through different things. And I'm not saying, you know, we've been through hard times and been, you know, rough. I'm not trying to exaggerate or, or, or victimize ourselves. What I'm saying is that we should never um, use that as a, as a way of saying, well, 
you had it differently. And that's why I'm justifying the way that I live right now. You know, so I think that with what you were saying, one of the things that has really kept us is our relationship with God and guarding our heart Mm -hmm. and looking above and beyond the circumstances. Amen. Above and beyond the obstacles. Above and beyond the situation that's going on. Above and beyond the finances that Amen. weren't there when we needed them. Yeah. Above and beyond the clothes that w- that maybe we couldn't buy. Mm-hmm. Above and beyond maybe the semester that you couldn't pay for. Mm-hmm. Above and beyond the car payment that wasn't able to be made and the car got repossessed. Mm-hmm. Above all these things. About me wanting to go eat out at my favorite place. But we couldn't at the moment because of the situation. Above mm-hmm. all those things, we would focus in a relationship with God. And I think that that's one of the things that, that, you know, gave us a strength and obviously being led by the Holy spirit and all these things. And, and today, you know, um, we see the fruit of our labor, the fruit of, of what Amen. You know, we've worked and all that stuff. Uh, one of the things that, that I also wanted to ask you was when it comes to you having ministry, work ministry work and family personal things how do you balance all of that it's a great question (laughs) you love asking me hard questions don't you it's not a hard question it's not it's a question that i know you can answer yeah you got it (laughs) how do i balance that okay well number one is personally i use google calendar like crazy (laughs) so google calendar (laughs) Of course, you know, God gives you the grace to do it because I do pray for a lot of grace. Mm -hmm. I say, God, give me the grace to go to school when I was in school. Give me the grace, Father, to be able to mentor these young people. Give me your grace to be able to keep a balance and have family time. So I think it's setting priorities. Something very important is that you can't live your life disorganized. Of course, not at all. People pray, they ask God for things, and they think it's just going to come from the sky. Exactly. And God, give me a job. It's not just going to fall from the yeah, sky, right? Not at all. You got to work for it. Mm-hmm. You got to pray. You got to, you know, fast, you know, do what God asks you to do. But you also have to um, take action. You know, faith without works is dead. dead. So knowing the word of God is also what's kept me organized. Because mm-hmm. let, me, let, me, let, me, let me clarify that. So mm-hmm. when you know the word of God, when you study the Bible, it, it just gives you so much wisdom. And people have asked me, how are you so wise? Um, how do you have such a, you know, like so much wisdom? And I don't, I don't, you know, say this to boast, but I, I tell them the word of God. Mm-hmm. What is my life book? The word of God. Exactly. How do I respond to switch a situation? How do I know that I have to fix errors in my life? It's in the word. Exactly. And I think that's what really has helped me, um, make decisions the right way, do mm-hmm. things in wisdom and of course setting priorities. So, mm-hmm. You know, family is a priority always because mm-hmm. without the family, there is no ministry. And then after that, you know, work and then ministry, in my opinion. That's what I feel, you know. Of course, God is always first. You know, God is actually the center. I've heard this before. People say God is first, but in reality, God is the center of it all. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Well, another way of saying it is we see things as a list, first, second, third. But really, if you put God first... Everything falls in order. Mm-hmm. Amen. So you don't even need to make a list. If you put God first, everything else is in order. 
another one I've heard is that also, oh, for example, for what you were saying, personal ministry, business or work. And the reason why I say that is to mainly categorize it for people watching. Like, you know, people are like, oh, how do you handle these situations? But really, uh, if I could say something is everything you do in life, everything, every single decision you make is God is involved in it. Amen. So whether you're, you're at work, you're still a son, a daughter of God. Amen. Whether it's a personal matter, you're still a son and daughter of God. Whether it's ministry, you're still a son and daughter of That's God. Right. And you're doing it for his kingdom. So whether you're in business, the kingdom is there. Whether it's personal, the kingdom is there. Amen. Whether it's a, a ministry, the kingdom is there. So our identity does not come from what we do. But our identity comes from who we are. And who we are is children of God. I am Amen. a son of God. You're a daughter of God. Amen. I know my identity. I know who God called me to be. And that's why I haven't changed whether when we had nothing or not so much to now we have a lot more. Amen. We still haven't changed that certain principle of my identity in Christ. So whether whether you end up losing your job one day, God forbid, it's not going to shake you. Whether you, you end up... Um, you know, having going through a really personal, difficult circumstance is not going to shake you. Amen. Whether you, you go through a hard time in ministry, it's not going to shake you because your identity was always founded in the right place. That's right. You understand? I think also just, um, you know, cause I, sometimes I think about this and I, I always have, make sure that I have a heart of gratitude because one of the things that God looks for the Bible says is a heart of thanksgiving you know it's someone who has a thanks a, a thankful heart mm -hmm. and when I go through something tough you know I remind myself and I pray for these people our brothers and sisters who are in who are in different nations yeah different China nations. and Africa exactly. Pakistan like we're here in the western world we're here mm -hmm. very comfortable to be honest and I think it's time we shake ourselves up and we yeah. realize like there's brothers and sisters that we have on the other side of the world that are that they're they can get killed just by their faith exactly and we're here so comfortable yeah and we're here comfortable and and and, and yeah we got we have to be grateful for the freedom that we have Amen. the opportunities that we have and and i thank god even even uh you know for those of you who don't know uh, maybe we can bring the subject up you know we even came to this country yeah. because of violence you know yeah. we came from colombia in 1999 because our family was threatened by a terrorist organization, you know, and basically they said you either leave or you're just going to disappear from the face of the earth. Yeah. Um, you either go to another country or you're dead. Um, so obviously we came to the United States, South Florida, shout out to Broward County. <laughs> and we, we grew up here. We were raised here. Um, you were five. <laughs> I was six <laughs> and, um, you know, make a long story short, uh, we got asylum. We're here by the grace of God. And when we look back, it's like, wow, God really kept us. God really protected us. And Amen. there's no better place to be than in a country, not, not a perfect country, mm -hmm. but a country where we have better opportunities and more, uh, security 
or more safety or, or, or you know, more um, stability than maybe the country we could have been living in right now. Amen. Um, so I thank God for that, uh, for, for everything we went through, for all the things we've, we've done. And that's one of the things that, that really makes me be grateful for God and also makes me be grateful for what I have because I know that there are people in our situation that maybe they, they couldn't go to another country. Yeah. You know, maybe one of the family members died. Maybe they're being persecuted because of their faith. And it makes you really think and it makes you really question, like, am I willing to really give up my life for Jesus? Am mm. I really willing to to do these things? Am I really willing to believe God? Yeah. And I and I believe that's why, you know, when we came here, we went through all these things. Our first the first test was like the immigration, Their family, the yeah. asylum, the family, like where are we going to stay? Where are we going to go? Where mm-hmm. are we going to be granted? Where, where are we going to be deported? It was an eight year process. And then um, once we got our, our residency, we were doing great as a family, uh, financially, everything, uh, spiritually, ministry as a family. But then all of a sudden the recession came. Mm-hmm. Then when the recession came, it was like the second big test, like, boom, you know, for we, we lost everything. Uh, we lost 11 houses, mm-hmm. two cars. Our parents, um, yeah. We were basically homeless for two weeks. Mm-hmm. We already had started the, our ministry, and uh, that was this was in 2009. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, flat forward, just a couple years of, you know, fast forward a couple years. There were hard years, hard years where we had to, you know, uh, we were going to high school. We were finishing high school. We were going, getting into college. I was uh, the same. I was, we were serving a church. And then all these things. Now, when we look there today, it's like, wow, like where, where has God taken us? Like now there's Amen. different challenges. Now we see the fruit of, of the hard work. Now mm-hmm. we see all these things and it's like, wow, you know, and that's, that's one of the things that really motivates motivates me is challenges Mm. right yeah um what motivates me is when i see an obstacle when i see a problem and i know that god put me there because i know god is going to do something i don't know how but he's going to do something amen and you felt like that before i'm pretty sure with the the university you went to oh yeah all all the the stuff you had to pay and and even the whole process of of getting your degrees yeah Definitely. I think, um, like you say, and I always go back to scripture because it, it's like the Holy Spirit always reminds me of the word and how to think about things the right way. Right. Mm-hmm. And it says in the book of Romans that my current tribulations do not compare to the glory that is to be revealed within us. So, mm-hmm. you know, all these tribulations, all these trials, all these tests, you know, and, and I'm going to just re- recap this. Be careful what you pray for. Because if you pray to God for blessings, if you pray to him for patience, be ready to be tested. Exactly. So these things don't come, like like we said, it just falls from the sky. Yeah, it just falls from the sky. If you want to be a leader, if you say, God, take Mm -hmm. me to the nations, you know, make me a preacher. Be careful what you're asking for because... You got to be ready to go through a process. Yeah, no, and even and not just be careful, but you you should be asking for things that scare yeah, you. You for know, sure. you should be asking for things that scare you. If your prayer life is reduced to what I need this week from God, I feel sorry for you. Your prayer life should not only be about what you're going through 
presently, but it, your prayer life should scare you. You mm. know, you should be asking God to take you to places where you have no idea Amen. how you're going to get there. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, that that's always been, that's always been my thing. You know, my thing has always not been like, I'm going to go above and beyond. Like if God called me to do something, I take the challenge. It's funny because you and I both, you know, with our personal, because we, we have our own relationship with Christ, right? You know, we were siblings, you know, we get along very well and we have a little really? sister. <laughs> yeah, that's a sign we do. We have a little sister also, God's, you know, lifting up. And I think that the most important thing is that believe, you know, have faith, exactly. know where God is taking you. Exactly. And we both know, you know, we're young, you know, my brother's married now, but we just both know that we're going to do great things for the kingdom of God. Like we just, we just know it. It's in our spirit that we know that we're just going to keep doing great things for the kingdom of God. And if God does one thing, you know, maybe it's, it's it was tough, it's a process, but we have the the certainty, the mm-hmm. the the assurance that even if I don't see him for a couple of weeks, right? Because he only invites me when, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just know that God's going to do great things and, you know, you're going to be a part of it. Of course. Yeah. And it's funny you said now that I'm married, I'm like, well, you're about to get married too. You better get, whoa, be getting married whoa, soon, okay. soon, soon, soon. That's a whole other chapter, <laughs> not for this. That's a whole other chapter. <laughs> well, um, you know, what is one of the things that, uh, uh, what 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 is one of the things that maybe growing up as, for example, when it comes to sibling, because you're my sibling, you're my you're my younger sister. I'm the firstborn. Yeah. Uh, what is some of the things that maybe if somebody's listening, they have a brother or sister or sisters or brothers. What are one of the things that, or challenges, or or advice that you can give them when it comes to their relationship with their sibling? Maybe, you know, you and I had a uh, have always had a good relationship. Um, maybe the times that we fought are like basically with our, our you know, <laughs> like like probably a handful, or or just with you know the count of our fingers. Literally, like it hasn't yeah. been that many at all, but. What would you say to somebody that maybe says, you know, I don't have that that same type of relationship with my siblings or, you know, what can you what advice can you give me in order to better my relationship with my siblings? Amen. I think the most important thing is look at your situation. If you are the believer, of course you are because you're listening to this video and your sibling is not, then you have to immediately begin to pray for them, you know, begin to cry out for them because it's. It's so easy to say we're blood, right? But to be honest, when you're born again in Christ, yeah. we will become closer, you know, because exactly. you're no longer just blood, but you're in the spirit, you know, exactly. you're a brother and sister. So there's mm-hmm. a it's a greater unity. And I think that's really important. And that's why we got along so well, because not only, you know, were we siblings, but we were really connected in the spirit in terms of we are connected in the spirit, you know, in terms of being brothers and sisters. So I would say really pray for them. Um, ask God for grace and how to speak to them and how to see them. I think, you know, it takes a lot of maturity and it takes a lot of like, you have to humble yourself. You have to have faith, faith. You have to believe, you know, believe and also humble yourself. You know, don't be the one to always have the last word. Don't be the one to always, you know, want to, you know, have the right way, you know, humble yourself, you know, ask them for forgiveness. If you guys got into a fight, you know, um, you know, just, humble yourself just like my sister. You know, I always had the last word. I'm not playing around. <laughs> I'm playing around. I guess you did. <laughs> no, I'm messing. I'm messing around. No, we always had a, a great, a great relationship. You know, it was just 
we were different <laughs> uh, with different personalities different very different temper, tempers and uh everything and everything you know my my sister was always more relaxed more chill i was always a protective brother and it worked uh, out though it worked, it worked out. out and and it through everything through everything i think that really um when you value your relationship with god and you understand what he's called you to and you understand and your your heart is guarded in his hands and you know you're sensible to the presence of god you're constantly seeking god i'm not saying you're you're going through a you're having a great day or a great time or you're living through a great season because you can be going through a storm yeah but just the fact that you're surrendered in god god is always going to the love of god is always going to give you that that wisdom that guidance to really guide the other relationships that you have you know yeah. and i just felt like you know i always did what i had to do i always did what a, a big brother would do and i always felt like it was easy for us to just flow and for us to just connect if you didn't want something or you didn't agree with something i'm like okay i respect that uh, and then you would respect me, and then you know it was, it was pretty. All funny. I could think of was me not letting you drive my car. <laughs> Yo, my sister had an FR. What was an F? F FRS Toyota eighty six. FRS Toyota eighty six, and she never, ever, ever let me drive it. Only once, and that one time she let me drive it, I like you know burned the wheels a little bit, smelled like rubber. Yep, and she got heated, man. That was the last time you drove that my car. That was the first and last time I ever touched her car. Let me tell you, there, there, you know, there's some things that I put up with, you know, because <laughs> you had that really nice car. You didn't let me drive it. It was really messed up, but, you know, oh, well. I just knew that, you know, at the time, you weren't ready for that speed. <laughs> I wasn't ready you for that speed. You weren't ready. You were, oh you were, you were a dangerous driver. Oh, I'm my God. Maybe for the car. The car is really powerful. The car is very really nice. But, lots of horsepower. But yeah, no, yeah, a lot of horsepower, but, you know. You know, one day I'll have one and I'll let you drive it. Okay. I'll you know, see how you feel about that when I let <laughs> you drive my car. I'll let you drive my Tesla. <laughs> you don't have a Tesla. We're going to have a Tesla, though. Yes, we are. All right. You're, you're going to get... You, what kind of Tesla you like? You like the black one or the white one? Uh, I'm probably going to get white, white Me Tesla. Me too. Oh, my God. Oh, Me no. too. I love right. the white one. With, uh, the, with the wings? No, that's the SUV. I like the sedan. Oh, you like the sedan? Yeah. Now I'm going to get the SUV one that with yeah, the wings. Yeah, you have the, your baby coming. Yeah. No, I know. But but I'm saying like I'm the Tesla. I want that one. I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it right now when Jade is born. But I'm going to I'm gonna probably get it more further down the line. I, before you buy a Tesla, you got to own a house. Yeah. You know, you got you to gotta do things in order. You know, talking about doing things in order. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and talking about Tesla, you invested in the Tesla stock market. Yes. This. Uh, wow, she did. We and can. Yeah, we're not going to disclose anything, but yeah. like literally every, the money you invested has multiplied how many times? Seven times. Seven times. Talk about prophetic number. She invested last year. Yeah. Daniela invested last year in Tesla a certain amount of money, and it's multiplied seven times. Wow. And it keeps going up. Yep. Wow. Praise God. You're really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep that money there, you know, 
once you you get a little rich, you know, just remember your brother. <laughs> and um, what is one of the things that, you know, when it comes to stocks, when it comes to doing business, when it comes to all these things, uh, sometimes people think, oh, you know what? I'm not that good with business. I'm not that good, you know, taking risk or making decisions with my money. You know, when people think about that, about themselves, oh, I'm not good at making financial decisions. I'm not good at, you know, managing money. I'm not good at making business uh, deals or, or starting a business. If somebody has that mindset and they're, they're like, you know, down, like they're negative, they're really negative about the, themselves, what would you tell that person? Well, first of all, get into God's presence, you know, mm -hmm. get yourself motivated because having that pity, you know, pity party mindset is not going to take you anywhere. Exactly. I mean, look at in the Bible, David, when he was, you know, depressed and he was in the cave, you know, yeah. it was in that, it was that circumstance that led David to, you know, seeking God more exactly. and be, and lifting up a whole army. Mm -hmm. So, you know, get motivated and get educated because if you want to be successful, you always have to be learning. That's something that, you know, is the key to success. You know, yeah. of course it's Jesus, but get educated, you know, learn about personal finance, learn what a budget is, you know, learn how to be successful in your personal finance before you start investing your money into a business. Yeah. And, and guys, keep listening to these podcasts because pretty soon we're going to be doing podcasts about finances. and It's going to be amazing. Um, we're going to have you back here again doing, you know, podcasts. Good, we'll good be doing know. about budgeting about investing, about the stock market. We could talk about starting a business, you know, the general overview of stuff. But um, yeah, and, and I think that this is a, a theme and a topic that's really important for millennials or for yeah. the, this generation because I remember coming out of high school. I mean, I know you knew already about credit, but I, I, like, I wish I took a class that obligated yeah. me to learn credit. But in high school, it's like you, you have to willingly... Yeah, it, you have to win, willingly go to a class. This it's is not, this is the whole it's, USA. It's not though. required. Yeah, it's the whole USA. Like, yeah, they don't require that, which is yeah. crazy. They it's should, crazy. They should require. It, it. should require, it, man. Yeah. This, this should be a class where they require you to learn taxes, credit, everything. You know how to how file to become your own an adult. Taxes, how to become an adult. Mm -hmm. And and I felt really really disappointed that, you know, me being in high school at that time. I'm sorry, but my mind was like. God, ministry, music, you know, all these things. And me personally, me personally, I wasn't thinking, oh, when I heard the word credit, oh, build your credit. I'm like, I don't need to build any credit. I don't need a credit card. What do I need a credit card for? I don't want to be in debt. But I didn't understand it, you mm -hmm. know. And, and, and I wish now, wow, somebody could have back then told me like, hey, you need to take this class. Mm -hmm. You need to learn this. It would have been it would have been amazing. Um, and, and, and yeah, that's ever since we were in high school, you were already doing credit since we were in high school. Like since so even before you were 18, you weren't even allowed <laughs> to build credit before that. You were already kind of like learning and yeah. stuff like that. That's crazy. That's nice. That's nice. You, my, my sister's already a, 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 been a homeowner about to sell, uh, the house she purchased, uh, last year mm -hmm. renovated by my dad. And uh, it was basically you and my dad that purchased the house, mm -hmm. and now you're selling it, and you know, you're you're going places. Amen. Yeah. You're going to places. You know, that you know? is good. You're going to places, and you you think about buying anytime soon. Well, right now with the real estate market, I think 
getting a mortgage is is better now because you know the rates are going down but don't quote me on this i still have to do the research but yeah i think it's it's really important to have enough equity and you know think of where the market is going right now online online business is booming mm-hmm. you know in other words e-commerce um so yeah you know just i'm gonna pray about it because i gotta ask god nice. for, for, for guidance yeah and we're both getting our real estate licenses so we're about to take over that's right we're about to take over uh get those million dollar listings <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah this is there is there something that you've been feeling for this time and i like saying this i like asking everybody this question um and especially listening to what everybody has to say, especially you. Um, what do you feel that God is doing with this generation in this time that we're living in, in 2020 to the next 10 years? Wow. Well, right now, what God is doing is, um, you know, there's a world shaking going on. And we shouldn't be surprised because this is, you know, in the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in, the, in the latter days, you know, the darkness will grow and we're yeah. seeing the darkness grow in politics, in this pandemic, and everything that we're seeing. Yeah. Um, but remember, the, the light's going to shine brighter. So I think right. something that God is doing in this 2020, in, in specific to you know the young people, is God is testing your faith. Wow. Yes, you're young, and maybe you think this coronavirus is not going to kill you. But let me tell you something. Don't be afraid of what can kill your body. Be afraid of what can kill your soul. That's right. The Bible says, you know, and I think now before it was, oh, I don't have time to pray. I don't have time for church. And Mm -hmm. I used to talk to people and young people and they would tell me, Daniela, you know, that sounds great, but I don't have time for God, you know, and they will put God in the back burner. And and right now you have a lot of time on your hands. You are responsible for that time because the most valuable resource is not gold. It's not diamonds. It's not your job. The most valuable resource that you have is time. Mm -hmm. So God is right now in this 2020, he's telling you, what are you doing with your time? Are you having a pity party? Are you stuck in the same habit? Mm -hmm. Or are you pursuing my heart? Are you seeking me? Are you reading my word? Are you repenting? Are you turning from your ways? Are you seeking deliverance? You know, I think God is really like telling us, hey, I've taught you the word. Now is the time to prove it. That's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. That's how it is. Uh, many times people think that just because God promised you something, that it's just going to happen out of thin air. And the truth is that when God promised you something and you received the prophetic word or you received the promise from God's word or God personally spoke to you or he spoke to you through somebody else, the truth is that if you don't do your part and you don't, you know, God's responsibility is giving you the promise and fulfilling his word. But he's not responsible for the potential and for our decisions. Mm -hmm. So literally, that means that every single prophetic word you get, every promise you get, it's subject to change Mm -hmm. if you're not in God's will. If you're not in God's will, you automatically automatically disqualify yourself Mm -hmm. or you automatically just cancel the promise that he has given you and it's not until you really align yourself to god's will where in that aligning of yourself in god's will he's going to guide you to the right places put you in the right places give you the right opportunities 
And because he knows you're going to make the right decisions because you're surrendered to his will. Amen. And that promise is going to happen. Uh, I love Amen. the word when it says in Hebrews that um, all promises are inherited through faith and patience. Hmm. And I think sometimes we have faith, but we don't have patience. Yeah. And sometimes we have patience, but we don't have faith. The truth also is that we get both of these mixed up because just because I believe that God is going to do something doesn't mean that I'm being patient. Hmm. And just because I'm patient and waiting doesn't mean necessarily that I have a conviction that God is going to do and manifest what he promised. You know, so I feel that we have to learn how to be have faith and be patient to inherit those promises and just allow God to take us through the process. What are some of the things that, you know, to wrap this up, to wrap up this 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 podcast and wrap up this conversation? Um, what is to you? We could talk about so many things. Yeah, we could. Like, we got to talk about finances. We got to get in the prophetic. But let's finish this this one with this question. For you, what the what is the the value and what is the importance of somebody going through a process that got put them in? Hmm. What is the value of a process? Like, what? Wow. Why is it important? What comes out of a process? What? Why do I have to go through a process? Why do hmm. you have to go through a process? Why are process required? And why is it necessary for us to go through it even when we don't want to or we don't understand? Wow. Great question, bro. Well, let me just start off saying this. Diamonds are made under pressure. Wow. If you want for God's will and purpose to be done in your life. Mm -hmm. Let me let me take you to Jesus. The son of God, being the perfect son of God, mm -hmm. he had to go through a process. Yeah. If Jesus had to go through a process. Mm. Imagine. Huh. 30 years 30 years and he's perfect. Huh. How much more you and I? Wow. So when you complain about your process, you're disqualifying yourself from God's purpose wow. in your life. And we've, I've learned that the hard way because wow. I remember growing up, I'm like, God, I was a teenager. I'm like, I'm wow. tired of this. But you know what? God told me, this is where I'm taking you. And it scared the heck out of me. I'll be honest. Wow. When God showed me my purpose, you know, personally, when I was a teenager and I saw what God wanted to do, it scared the heck out of me. Wow. Because it was, it's something greater and beyond than what I even know. And, and all I knew, all I know is that I have said yes to God. I have said yes to his process, no matter how much it hurts, no yeah. matter how much it goes against, you know, my, my emotions, my thoughts. But that's where, where what you were saying, surrender, mm -hmm. surrender everything to Jesus. The Bible says if you're not willing to, you know, to even leave, you know, what you know, you know, your family, like even that, you know, being able to let go of everything is crucial wow. because Jesus You know, like he is just, he's my role model. Wow. He's my role model. And if he had to go through a process, if he had to go through 33 years, And you we know, have to go through. we have to go through a process. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think also processes at just building and, 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 and uh, building on top of what you were saying, a process, there's nothing that is great that exists that hasn't gone through a process. And character. 
a butterfly cannot be a butterfly if it doesn't go through the process of metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. You know, a plant can't grow if it the seed first doesn't die. There is a process to everything. And I think the process is really what prepares us for the destiny, the purpose, and the calling. Amen. Now, check this out. Your gifting and our gifting, especially in this generation of social media, mm-hmm. is always up sometimes and it's dangerous when it's above our gifting is going way ahead of our character yeah. because it's our gifting will take us to many places, but our character is really what's going to sustain us. Amen. There. So if our character is not aligned to our gifting, what's going to end up happening is that your gifting is going to end up killing you. Mm-hmm. It's going to end up hurting you. It's going to end up taking you to the wrong places, yeah. meeting the wrong people, making the wrong decisions. That's why when God anoints you, He anoints you for a purpose, but it's necessary that we go through the process. Amen. Jesus went through Gethsemane. And people think that Jesus died on the cross, but really he died at Gethsemane. That was the process. Mm -hmm. Gethsemane means it's the garden of olives. And that's where the olive oil comes from. It was the garden where they would grab the olives and the olives had to be smashed so that the, 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 the smashing and the crushing of these olives would release the oil. And I believe that when we allow God to crush us in the process, we receive the oil. Amen. We get anointed. And many people, I, I used to, I'm the, the person, I used to underestimate and I used to take the process for granted. I used to think that the process was not important. Hmm. I was in a process yeah. and, I, and I was humbling myself, mm-hmm. but I used to think, well, okay, I'm just waiting for the process to be over because this is dumb. Never ends. This is dumb. You know what God told me? He said, don't think of the process like that mm-hmm. because the process is as valuable to me as your destiny, hmm. as your calling. Because the way you're processed to God is as valuable as the outcome. So he says, I want you to love the process as much as you're falling in love with wow. your gift and your and your Amen. destiny. And when God showed me that, I was like, wow. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things that, that marked me was that because the process is really going to prepare you. We don't know why people don't know why they work at McDonald's. You don't know why you had to go through that job and mm-hmm. you had to get fired and they treated you that way. Mm-hmm. You don't know. But let me tell you something. After you go through that process and you end up in your purpose and calling, Amen. you're going to understand exactly why you went through what you went through. Amen. But sometimes we want to control everything and it does not how it works in trusting God. So this is an amazing conversation. I yeah. wish we could extend it. But um there's so there's so much that 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 I know you can bless us with, sis, and there's so much that we can give. But let's leave it for for future episodes. Let's, let's leave it for future things. And uh, I don't know how'd you like it. How'd you feel? It was great. It's, <laughs> it's kind your of first time in the first podcast. time. You know, my brother. It's just hey, come over. It's six o'clock. Uh, well, yeah. you want to give a shout out to the people watching, yes. listening. What do you want to tell them? So. Shout out, so that's the word, all right. So give you a, sh- a shout out to all, everyone watching. You know, subscribe to this channel, subscribe, you know, get stay connected. And don't just subscribe to subscribe, 
but really, you know, I could say we're young, but with a humble heart, I say this, we have lived a lot, you know, in ministry and with the Lord and we have experience. And, you know, sometimes I ask myself, like, why do we go through this process? But you know what? We're here today to help you and to give you what God has spoken Amen. to us throughout these years Amen. to That's bless right. your life. All right. But thank you for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for staying here till the end. I hope this was a blessing for your life. If you liked it, please share it.